today on the Profitable Trady Podcast. The thing is, a bad month or two can actually wreck the whole year if you're not careful. Yeah, well, it's like people say, you know, you reap what you sow, but if you never sowed anything, you can't really expect to reap, right? And you definitely don't reap straight away. And often you can make knee-jerk decisions. Marketing is a core system for your business. You were just too busy, you didn't see it as a priority. Until it is when the workflow dies up. And the hard part is that it's too late. It's hugely stressful when your business runs out of work and you face the prospect of having employees sitting around the workshop doing nothing. Tune into this week's podcast where we discuss how to stop this from happening and how to keep more than enough work in front of your team. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we'll help you turn your business into a money-making machine. We know you're busy, so we'll make it worth your time. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, time is money, and we're here to help you make more of both. So hit the follow button, and let's get started. To the podcast. Howdy there, Tony Fraser-Jones. To the Uh, podcast. To the podcast. Yeah, there we go. We're at the (laughs) podcast. Hanging out with uh, Phil Smith, my good mate today. How you doing, my man? Always good, bro. What did you have for lunch today? Oh, what did I have? Ah, salad. Beef salad. It was a nice looking salad, actually. Yeah, it was actually. good salad. Had a little bread on the side. A little bit nice. of feta. A little bit of feta. Feta's always good. Feta adds a lot to any meal, actually. It does. Yeah. Yep. This is not particularly relevant to anything, but, um, you know. Oh, yeah. Sprinkle in a feta will make you... Uh, That's good. Make That's all good. your... I had an omelette. Yeah. Three eggs. It was good. Nice. Three eggs because you're bulking? I am bulking. I'm shredding yeah. as well. Oh, you're shredding for R&V. What's that? Music festival. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I'm in my late 40s, so that's probably not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about today, Chief? Mate, we're talking about uh, you know actually having enough new work coming into your business to keep everybody busy and hopefully still be able to grow as well. Uh, and this is becoming more of an issue in the last six months, especially with a bit of a recession kicking into action, the potentially. Yeah, the old R word. Uh, you know, previous five odd years, five odd years, um, it's been a bit of a killing field, right? Like it's been a little bit easier than it than it has been before that. Um, and, you know, a lot of people have been super busy. And I think it's been more about finding employees and getting through all the work that you actually just had coming in. Um, but things are starting to shift, especially in the last wee while and definitely moving forward. Uh, and more and more businesses are finding that their workflow is slowing up. So it's becoming more of an issue. It is. Uh, and some people are getting a little bit freaky about this. Getting uh, freaky or they're freaking out? Freak, well... Yeah, that's a good point. You need to relax. They might be getting freaky. I don't know. Well, what are you doing in the privacy right? of your own? Yeah, uh, look, we're not, we're not judging, business. right? Yeah, no yeah. judgment here. Um, it's funny you say that because I sometimes think there is a bit of judgment from you, yeah, unlike well, me. You know, again, behind closed doors, that's my own business. That is. How that who is. I judge and how I judge them. <laughs> and what they do. Uh, but yeah, definitely some, some different dynamics, I think, in the market. Uh, I reckon even the last 10 years has been like crazy for most people. Yeah. In fact, you've pretty much been able to put your shingle up and work's come in. Yeah. Uh, construction's been booming. Uh, you know, a lot of money being spent even through COVID and stuff. So, but it, it has, you know, it's, things have slowed down a bit, particularly in the construction area, which flows through to all the trades. Mm. And uh, the thing is, this sort of part of the cycle is actually a normal part of business. Yeah. And in effect, we've sort of been spoiled for the last little while. Well, we've actually been on a particularly high high. We have. Which is, um, again, definitely normal, but it's been even better than the usual highs. So That's right. And the thing is that, with this change in the marketplace, what it's highlighted is that lots of, you know, lots of business owners don't actually understand this concept of of lag or drag, if you like, with your marketing, and it's really starting to hurt some people, and it's going to hurt some more people further down the track if they don't get on top of it. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely an issue that's worth diving into, and I'm sure you have a story to uh, kick us off. I do, I do. So, uh, I was lucky enough to grow up on a on a farm. Mm. I had a dry stock farm. We also had some cropping on the farm, and yep. uh, we would grow uh, maize, wacky tobacco. 
Sorry, well, what? interestingly, <laughs> oh, would, come on, no, here this we is go. true. We would grow maize, yeah, and um, every year, yeah. the uh, Air Force Orions would fly over all the maize crops, yeah, because the local cannabis growers would plant cannabis in your maize crops. Huh. There you go, true story. Wow. But it would grow uh, slightly taller and it would be slightly darker, and they could spot it from the air. There you go. That wasn't. My I was story. joking, but it turns out um, it's true. Anyway, back to your yeah, farm. back to the story. Yeah. Uh, so we'd grow maize. And you plant maize, the crop, uh, over the spring and you harvest it in late sort of summer, maybe early autumn, depending. Mm. Uh, but obviously when you plant the crop, you need to fertilise the ground, you need to cultivate it, test the soil for nutrients, a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Uh, and you nurture the crop as it goes along, particularly early days, you know, particularly for a, a pests like bugs and stuff. There's this thing called armyworm which can rip your crop apart you know, mm. in literally a few days. And if you see that, you've got to spray it out and, and there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, you know... You got to do a bunch of work, and then when it comes harvest time, either you you make this uh, maize into silage, which is you put it in a big stack and it cooks and you feed it to your animals, or if mm. you're growing grain maize, it gets taken off and and sent away and processed for grain. Yeah, uh, and it's the same with work. Uh, you know, often you have to do a lot of groundwork before the jobs actually come off. Yeah, you got to prepare that ground. You got to prepare the ground because uh, often they don't come off straight away. It actually can take months or sometimes even years for that stuff to to actually come to fruition. Yeah, well, it's like people say, you know, you reap what you sow, but if you never sowed anything, you can't really expect to reap, right? And you definitely don't reap straight away. Yeah, so uh, pretty damn relevant. And I think uh, definitely some problems we run into if we don't understand that lag effect with marketing. Yeah, well, the thing is the work stops and you've got no decent projects actually to go on with. And that's very stressful. uh, And it makes lots of business owners actually think the sky is falling. They're like, Oh, I've got to, you know, I've got to get rid of my team. Got to sack my team. I've got no money. I'm going under. You know, the sky is falling. Um, I just, you know, it's bleak. Yeah, uh, pretty stressful. And often you can make knee-jerk decisions under pressure uh, yeah. to that situation. And often your thought is, oh, well, it's the economy, it's the environment, it's the market that's tanked. Uh, and look, that may have something to do with it. But actually, the real big problem is you haven't been sowing early enough. Well, another problem you could be running into is that you're actually getting busy with some marketing activity, trying to fill those gaps and actually get that pipeline full. Uh, and you think, man, I'm working so hard, I'm doing all this marketing, and uh, and it's not working. And so you turn it all back off again, but it turns out it was working. It just takes time to work. It takes so, time to fruit. Yeah, so you spend the money and you use the time and you you know bust your ass, and you actually are doing great stuff, but you can it before it has a chance to work because it actually just takes time and you haven't given it that time. So different, definite problem. Whereas on the other hand, if you do understand that marketing lag, well, uh, some benefits. You, yeah, you plan ahead. You're actually thinking three months, six months, 12 months ahead uh, and what your, your workflow will look like then. And it allows you to start delivering consistent workflow uh, you know, for project work uh, into your business. Your team's kept busy. Uh, really important, you feel in control of the situation. And it's actually a great foundation to grow your business and your profit you yeah know? thing is a bad month or two in a year can actually wreck the whole year if you're not careful yeah and definitely. so that consistency of workflow particularly on the project front is actually really important yeah and again i think a lot of people will try to flip that on its head and say if i can just have one blinder of a month yeah i can pull it all back it's kind of a bit like gambling you know <laughs> you get the degenerates going further and further downhill and they're like if i just double or nothing this time around I'll, it'll all be back but i think really it's, it's consistency that's the key and you know that that requires marketing and you have to understand this lag issue so you know how do we actually do this what is the lag effect well the, the lag effect's pretty simple it's it's the time between marketing when you actually do the marketing and look for the work 
to where the work is done and paid for by the client. Yeah. And that gap can be considerable. You know, it might be months. It can even be years for, you know, large commercial projects or large uh, building projects. And it, it does apply to project work more than it does to, uh, you know, business to consumer work like service work and, and, and maintenance work. Uh, so that, that project work, whether it's, you know, new house builds, doing large commercial projects, even some large renovation projects, are those sort of jobs, there is often a quite a period of time between you first sort of, you know, try and get them to them actually hitting your bank account. Yeah. And I mean, even if you do service work, it could be that, you know, the marketing that you're doing is targeting some, you know, long-term service contracts where it's going to be repeat work from, you know, from a B2B sense, business to business. And again, um, I think the big thing is that the marketing and the sales cycle can be quite a lot longer than when you're targeting that B2C work, business to consumer. And so as a result, even if it's not project work, it's still servicing work, but it's it's that type of work that you're after, which can sometimes have a big lag um, just because it's a longer cycle, if nothing else. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think the big thing is you can get get immediate work for like residential and you know commercial maintenance you know obviously there are some strategies that you can you know pull you can pull some email marketing you know drum up some work from your database you can you know do a flyer drop there's lots of lots you of can things dial you for can dollars. dial for dollars you know you can run some facebook ads uh you know you could be you know going for some google ads like a lot of that can pay off pretty quick um but the reality is that there's a lot of work um that you target like we said whether it's project work or whether it's you know service and maintenance work which does take longer to fruit. You know, it could be a longer play marketing strategy, um, could be a long sales cycle, but end of the day, there is lag. Yeah, and if you think of a, uh, a building contractor or a general contractor, like if you price a job, well, first off, you, you market to them so they actually know you exist, Yeah. and that might take a period of time. Um, and then let's say they give you the opportunity to price a job. Well, you might price the job uh, and they get a price from you. Maybe they get price from a couple of other service providers, you know, in your in your trade, mm. they then take their price to the client, who maybe that client got a couple of builders to price the work. Yeah. And then there's questions from the clients back and forward. And then they might make a decision on the the building contractor, which hopefully is is the one you're pricing for. Maybe if you're smart you've priced for them all. Uh, <laughs> if you can, then yeah. there's getting the consents organized, the project schedules, the ordering, all that sort of stuff. So that takes, you know, a lot of time. Can definitely take some time. Yeah, and a lot of other reasons you can have lag as well. You know, so I mean, it could be that whoever you're pricing work for, they might have a project on the go at the moment, and so you're pricing for a project, but they have to get to the end of this project before they even look at your one. Uh, lots of things there. It could be maybe that, uh, maybe they don't even have a project on the go when you well, market to them. Could be, yeah, could be, and so they're actually like, yeah, I'll definitely use you for my next project, but who knows when that'll be? You know, uh, so that that could happen. It could be that they have a, another service provider. Maybe you're an electrical contractor, an electrician. And um, you know you're marketing in a B two B sense to uh, who knows general contractor builder, and they might actually already have an electrician that they work with, so a current service provider, and and you're actually trying to move in on that uh, other service provider and you know shove them out so to speak, and that can be a long process because they're going to want to give you a try and see if you're better and you know test you out a bit. They're not just going to say you know, out with the old and in with the new for no reason. It's, it's a process, you know. Could be that uh, you know, the current service provider is too busy, and maybe they're letting down the the building contractor, or maybe they dropped the ball because they're overworked, and you're going to have to wait for that that slip up moment for you to be able to swoop in and actually have an opportunity. And you know, no like and trust is is required for a sale, 
Uh, and this can take time in itself. You, know, you might actually have to be marketing uh, to your target audience, whether it's yeah, building contractor, it could be you know uh, somebody who's you know a QS that's doing you know, pricing big projects, or again, it could be service and maintenance contracts. It could be schools, aged care facilities, anything. But Strata, real but estate, property, whoever managers, it is, if they're going to give you repeat work, they need to know, like, and trust you. And that could mean that you might have to have. I mean, there's a rule of about seven touch points. Is like actually quite a um, studied studied piece of uh, research there, but. Who knows, it could be 20 touch points you need to have before they actually even give you a shot. But, you know, you need to invest that time and effort. That takes and, time. and that takes time. Because you can't send 20 touch points on day one and expect work on day two. That would be well, harassment. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's called stalking. It's kind of weird. That's right. Uh, so no judgment. No judgment. Uh, but, like, you know, end of the day, like, these things take time. Yeah. Uh, and some strategies just take time in themselves. You think about lumpy mail or something, which is something we've, you know, discussed previously. I mean, there's things like how long does it take for the mail to arrive to them? You know, like uh, if you're sending something over a long distance, it could be days and days before it even gets there, let alone days before they open it, let alone days before they actually give it a proper read. Uh, and again, then you still might need seven touch points. So, you know, things can take a long yeah, time. Yeah, so, so the thing is to get a consistent stream of projects, you really need to be marketing actively all of the time. Yeah. Because if you have a hole for two months, what happens is, that hole will appear somewhere in your workflow. If you have a hole in marketing and pricing and chasing work, then that, that gap will appear somewhere in your workflow down the track, whether it's three months or six months or 12 months. Mm. Uh, and you know, when we're working with our members, if they have a flat patch, it's like the question often is, well, what were you doing you know, two months, three months, six months ago? Oh, we had these big projects. Yeah. What sort of pricing did were you, you pricing what were you doing then? Yeah. Were you marketing? And often, you, often yeah. it's, oh, we were just too busy. That's right. And so we were flat out. We didn't yeah. need it then. The chickens yeah. always come home to roost with this. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, yeah, most often you were just too busy. You didn't see it as a priority. Yeah. Until it is when the workflow dies up. And the hard part is that it's too late at that point. Well, it's tricky. Because there will be a lag. Yeah, there is a yeah. lag. And so you're, you're then scrambling to try and fill your workflow with with other work that you can generate more quickly, but typically it's not chunky work. No. Because, you know, occasionally someone something might fall into your lap and that's great, but that's more by chance than by design. Yeah, sure. And again, like you might actually be resorting, if you're that desperate, you might resort to some desperation tactics, which again, we've done previous episodes yeah. on and we definitely don't condone, but, you know, if you're in a desperate spot, you might take desperate measures and actually start filling your calendar with stuff that's not much good anyway. That's which right. Is, uh, another flow-on effect. Yeah, that's right. So here's the here's the the thing: is marketing is always a priority, uh, and to to help you understand what a priority is, if you can track the value of the Ford work you have booked, that is a key to success. Mm. So every month, if you can look and see, well, I've got six hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of work in front of us that's quoted and booked in. Yeah, I know that work's happening. Or I've got, flipping heck, I've got 80,000. My team's a re reasonable size. That's going to take us like about half a week or a week to do, mm. or depending on the size of your team. So if you're measuring the value of the Ford work you've got booked in, that gives you visibility and transparency on where you're sitting. Yeah. And that, that literally lights a fire under your bum to get cracking mm. because you realise, well, it's, it's, not a, it's not a good excuse to say I'm too busy to do that. It's like I've got a problem. And the, the, the numbers, the transparency will give you the motivation to actually go and fix it. Uh, so that's massively important. If you're not doing that, I think it's massively important in this environment right now, but always to start measuring how much Ford work is booked so you know uh, where you're standing. Yeah, totally. And then from there, you know, create a system. 
you know, it's it's one of those things that this is this is an activity strategy, uh, and it's about you know making these activities and becoming active uh, before you need to be filling the calendar. So, you know, if you're targeting that B two B work, uh, it could be that you know you choose your niche. You might have you might target B two B work, maybe general contractors or property managers. Could be you know whoever, uh, industrial processing plants. Could be anything, uh, you know again, whatever schools, it is, aged care schools, facilities, whatever it is. But you choose your niche, you list your players, create that list, and you don't want to go big. For that kind of thing, it's a numbers game, you yep. know. So again, there might be five percent of people that are ready to go now. Maybe another 30 percent that if you work on them over some time, you know, you'll be able to get them. And uh, you know, there will be a percentage of people that are never going to be interested, but that's fine. But that's why you want to, you know, go that's big on your numbers. Yep. And uh, and then yeah, make your contact, use your direct mail, or you know, use your prospect nurture system afterwards, which is another one we've talked about in previous episode. Yeah, it's keep just, those touch points. Yeah, following up, up people via email. Yeah, keep or that top of mind awareness high. Pers- personal touch points. And again, if your niche that you've chosen is not B two B, even if it's B two C. You know, you might send an email to your database, um, and that's great. But one email might capture, you know, a few jobs from your whole database. But if you have a sequence of emails that you'll send over time, and you've created a system around this, you might get a few this week, and a few on the next email, and a few on the email after that. And again, you create a system where this is going to continue to fruit. Again, Facebook ads—you don't run a Facebook ad; you'd run a series of ads over time. And and again, you're going to catch a different. A couple of clients with each one, so it's it's about putting a system around this so you can replicate. Yep, and and getting busy now because it is an activity strategy. Uh, it means uh, for that project work, what you do now is going to fruit later, 100%. and what you don't have now is what didn't happen earlier. Uh, yeah, a big thing here though, Phil, is that capacity. Like a lack of capacity is a it's a massive issue for most business owners when it comes to marketing. Totally. So and particularly for marketing for project work and and B two B work. Because it is, as we said, it's an activity strategy. Yeah. It does require, often it doesn't require a lot of cost. Mm. Now, like online marketing, you now you spend money on Google ads or Facebook ads or TikTok, Insta and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, so you can leverage your effort by money. But for B2B work, you can get a list of people. Yeah. You know who they are. And so you can target them directly. Now, if you don't have the time, that's not a great excuse if you're a business owner because how's that going to play? What are you going to say to your team? Oh, I didn't have the time when you can't provide work for them. It's like, well, that's your job. Yeah. So maybe... Well, you'll have pretty, plenty of free time soon. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> there's no work, work to do. And no team Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. So the, the pain of actually putting in the effort up front is way less than the pain of having to deal with the fruit of the lack of effort. That's it. So you can. there's a few things you get. You get a marketing student. You know, Get someone from the local university or, or technical institute who maybe wants to work 10 or 15 hours a week. It'll yeah. love a job, not That's too expensive. Uh, you could get a, a virtual assistant to help with some of this. You could get a part-time marketing coordinator. A lot of our members do that. Mm. There's lots of people who maybe want to work part-time. They have a family. They're very successful in marketing, uh, but they want a part-time gig. Yeah, Perfect for this kind of thing. That's it. Maybe you could get a business development manager, so that's someone who's actually, their job is to go out and make sales for the business, and that's a, that's a super successful activity strategy as well. Definitely. I think the the key here is just like leveraging that time because you probably don't have it, right? I mean, for a lot of people listening, uh, I'm sure they're thinking, this all sounds great, but like, when am I going to do that? Um, especially because we're telling them to market when they're busy, which is, which well, is this kind is, of a conundrum, right? Like, yeah, but the best time to market is when you are busy because you have the resources. Yeah. When you're a little bit quieter, you go into a contractionary mindset. You're thinking about cost minimization. You're worried about expenses. Yep. Uh, and so it becomes a little bit more of a mindset problem. Totally. Uh, but when you're busy, you're like, yeah, okay, well, we can kind of make this work. So that's when you want to do it. And the other thing is you market when you're busy because all the time actually because marketing will give you more work, helps mm. you get rid of your – now you can look at your client base and say, okay, my, my margins are 
40% overall in my mm. P&L. Well, if they're 40%, there's a bunch of clients that are less than 40%. There's probably yeah, some right. that are 20 or 25. Because that's an average. That's an average. Yeah. So you want to basically get rid of those ones, and you'll do that if you've got good marketing happening, consistently looking for new projects and new, uh, you know, new clients. You can subtract the, the unprofitable and add in the ones that are more profitable, and the marketing gives you the power to do that. Yeah, I mean, this is huge. The amount of times people say, oh, I don't need a market. I've already got heaps of work. I'm like, well, if you had more leads, you know, like more more people wanting to work with you, um, that's still a good thing. You don't have to say yes to all of it. It becomes a very simple economics thing, right? I mean, basically the demand for you is higher than the supply of you, so the price of you becomes higher. It's it's basic economics, and that's that's actually good for everybody involved because, you know, your market is still getting what they want, you're getting what you want, and everybody's doing it for a price they're happy for, so it's, it's a good thing. That, that's right. And I think there's an old uh, proverb, you know, when's the best uh, time to plant an oak tree? Well, the best time is 100 years ago because now we can all sit under the, the oak tree and enjoy the shade of the oak tree. When's the next best time? Well, today. It's today. It's right now. That's it. Uh, so that's that's a key part of this. You know, what you do today will determine your success in the next three to six to 12 months. That's it. That's it. Well, uh, I think really we've made our point here about the lag effect. And, yeah. uh, and basically, if you're not marketing already, I, I think it's uh, hopefully a little bit of a fire under your bum and, and maybe time it's time for cracking. us to land this plane. Let's do that. Well, key to success is always be marketing as your business results in the next three to six to 12 months they depend on it. Thanks heaps for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. Next week on the Profitable Trady Podcast. How frustrating is it when you have a great idea that will improve your business and you try to make the changes, but your team just aren't excited and they actually make it hard for you to make the changes happen. Tune into next week's episode where we discuss how to get your team on site and excited about making positive changes in your business. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trady, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Trady Podcast.